0: It's not. And, you know, one of the more, I mean, making our own stuff is great, but the, I guess what feels like the big, like a giant honor to me or what's just really exciting is, 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 you know, when people post up, I just got this car done and I see this little underdog poster (laughs) way in the back and I go, dude, you, you gave us a little space in your wall. Like, I just like, you know, like, like a knucklehead, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I, I feel <laughs> grateful. Like, oh man, you know, like, thank you. That means a lot to me, you know, that means more to me than, you know, like it, it just, it's little things like that that really bring me a little bit of joy or peace and, you know. <laughs> That's good. Thanks.
1: I didn't realize you were um, you were in Frisco as well. Like after talking to Trevor, um, he was like, "Dude, he's like a hundred feet from me."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, his shop's right down the way. Um, oftentimes, I'll get jobs and just send them over there, and then work on them with him. So.
1: Oh, that's sick! Yeah, he's a yeah. cool dude.
0: He is a cool dude. Yeah, it's nice to be close to some, you know somebody like him, and mm-hmm. he's been great for sending a lot of local referrals our way and all that jazz. So, yeah. Do
1: you, like, did you meet him through, um, like, through this, or did you already know him before all this?
0: No, um, yeah, just on social media, kind of like I, you know, I met everybody else in the detailing industry. Um, He, He just so
1: happened to be right down the street.
0: Yeah, you know, right when I was getting started, I hit him up, and was just like, hey, do you mind if I cruise by, and, you know, I had some ideas I wanted to pitch towards him and see if he was interested, and you know we just kind of developed a friendship from there so thank you yeah. yeah I mean it's funny because his shop is so when I had my detail shop uh years ago it was in the same building as his he's just a couple doors down from my, where my original one was and then we knew we were moving here so it was like you know all right I gotta go make friends with this guy you know thank
1: <laughs> you yeah. and you you detail boats is that correct
0: yeah. I mean, that was my primary. I did, I started off in this industry doing boats and, you know, I mean, naturally cars kind of come with it sometimes, mm-hmm. but yeah, my, my foundation is built around there.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I saw that boat, I guess it was you that detailed it. Like you did a full restoration on it. Um, it was red.
0: Um, I've done, was it recent?
1: Yeah. I think you just posted it on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I've done a few. um, Lately, the only ones that I do are the skater powerboats up in Michigan. They'll have me come up there and, um, you know, it's fun for me to kind of put the headphones on and get away from everybody and ignore my phone for a solid 10 hours a day, which is such a a blessing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So you travel up there and do them? I do. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that now for six or seven years. Okay. Um, So, you know, sometimes I'll do a big powwow where I bring a bunch of other detailers out. And, you know, I think at one point we had 25 or 30 guys, um, you know, but lately I I just, I've kind of been using that as my, as my getaway or my checkout. So, you know, I still love to detail. Um, I just, even though I don't do it that often, but yeah, it's just, it's a peace of mind for me.
1: Okay, And I saw where you guys like you just um, you got a new office space and like uh, shop space as well, like two of them.
0: Yeah. Um, they're in our like our downtown Frisco. Mm-hmm. So they're right next to all the bars and, you know, apartment complexes and houses and all that jazz right across the street from a professional soccer field. And then we're maybe a quarter mile away from the Dallas Cowboys Distribution Center. And then The PGA is building their headquarters there as well, um, which is a massive, beautiful building. Uh, But I think that it's going to be, you know, a good kind of popular hub spot for a lot of businesses. And then the cool thing too is uh, a lot away from ours, they do a farmer's market every weekend. And then they do, they've got a giant parking lot, which they're building out the car show. Um, So I think it's just going to be a good spot for us to kind of nestle in and not only have a retail store for the products, but also um, kind of a concept detail shop. We want to do a step above the car wash, but a step below a professional detail shop. More of a turn and burn quantity for coatings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like me and Trevor were talking about that and he was like, because, um, you know, like detailing gets a lot of... Uh, like hate around quantity based like people kind of frown upon it but there is a lot of like there's a huge gap to be filled there just because you have car wash and then you have thousand dollar details there's like this in between that's money's kind of left on the table
0: well and that uh, that i feel like is the bulk of the market you know Mm. i mean not everybody wants a showroom shine polish you know some people are happy with how their cars look look or they just want it a little glossier and so you know, we're going to offer enhancement polishing, but we're going to kind of restrict the time to about an hour to an hour and a half of polishing per car. Just kiss it, make it look pretty, clean it up a bit, and then, you know, coder her and send it out the door. I mean, we want about a, a two and a half to three hour to a four hour turnaround time.
1: I like that. And, yeah, I mean, and they're, they're <laughs> probably mostly daily drivers too. Like, And those clients are never going to notice like the one small swirl that you know if you get it under lights
0: no i mean detailers (laughs) do and and car owners do if you point it out to them but you know 95 percent of your time spent with a vehicle as an owner is inside of it not outside of it you know so if you're spending that much time looking at the outside of it you're probably not our customer anyway anyways you want to go to one of the you know boutique shops that that specialize in that stuff and you know there's a place for everybody. So
1: true. Yeah, there's levels
0: to this. Yeah. And you know, I, I I think I take a read from the industry that a lot of guys are, you know, they're in this because they enjoy it and they have a passion for it, but they're also trying to better their lives and feed their families. And you know, I really want to create, not create, I'm sure it's not something new, but just establish a concept that we can then share to, you know, experienced guys in the industry, new guys in the industry and just help them have a model for how to make more money because the industry is flooded with how to get rid of scratches, you know, everybody knows how to get rid of a scratch and it's like I kind of hold the mentality of maybe hold off on getting a business license if you don't, you know, starting this if you're not all the way in the works of knowing how to do it and, you know, go get a job at a detail shop six months, nine months, a year, learn, learn your way about it. That's a free paid education. And then, and then go off on your own. I, I you know, so that's what we're looking to offer and and, and bring to the marketplace.
1: I like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Like it's, um, and I think me and Trevor were talking about it as well to where like, you know, Everybody wants to do the, have the biggest baddest shop and charge three grand for a detail, but you know, it's like not probably only one to 2% of your community can really even afford that. So like, you're not even tapping into, you know, the market that you could be doing something like you're doing.
0: Yeah. And and I think, you know, a lot of guys get focused on the invoice, you know, the invoice number, my invoice number was $1,500 or $2,000 or whatever. And it's like, you didn't tell us how frequent that was though. I mean, that's great and everybody loves that but if that's only once or three times a week fine and there are shops out there that do those multiples a day but those are far and few in between versus the masses so it's like let's get away from how big the invoice is and let's look at your annual revenue you know that's what's important not every month is going to be the same and Mm -hmm. you know but overall that's what you're bringing in and you know uh, we want to focus on that you know
1: What I like, like is Frisco, you could literally do that. You could literally, that's an area to where it has the people to do $3,000 details. Like you have a richer population as well, but like, it's a pretty big city, but you are, you can pretty much do whatever level you want in a city like that. But what I like is like that business model that you're talking about, you can do in whatever city, like it it can be a lower income city and still there's going to be people who can afford a five to eight hundred dollar detail with the coating, quick polish. Yeah, I don't know your price point, but I'm assuming it's probably in that vicinity. You know, get it done in half a day. That's good money.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, we're gonna promote kind of be the hub spot for the 699 deal. And then polishing is 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 pretty much going to be a set rate, you know, 100 bucks or 150 bucks for a car and about two hundred to 250 for a large SUV or a Texas size, you know, SUV. <laughs> They're only a couple inches bigger, but there's a couple (laughs) inches better. You know, and when you look at volumes at like a pro shop and then a car wash, you know, a a car wash in the DFW area servicing anywhere from 2000 upwards to 6000 vehicles a day, which is astronomical. And then a pro detail shop at the most, they're maybe doing four to six, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not doing a lot of turnover. So if we get somewhere in that happy medium, I mean, you're just gonna make more money. And, and you want to build the client base, you know, because then you have more opportunities to do upsells, your re- retention, all those kinds of things that, you know, it's just mathematics.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I like where you're going to be at. Like you were talking about, it's in a pretty good area. You're going to get some good exposure as well. Yeah. Like, I wanted to kind of like show it in a positive light because you're a pretty positive dude. And like, ever since I've been following you, man, it's like, you're giving back to your, um, to your people and like, You know, you see a bunch of coding companies, you see a bunch of detailers, you see a bunch of people in the industry, but like, you don't see a following like you have, like you have a true following. These people will go to bat for you. They'll, you know, take a bullet for you almost, it seems. But, um, and I think it's because you give back so much and they notice it. And, um, and I think it's helped you a lot as well, because like, I think a lot of people get threatened by your company, like you know, you have it easy to apply coding. You have a coding, like you said, that can be used as a package to where you don't have to charge $3,000 for, you know, a multi-layer uh, coding package like some of these coatings are. And I think these coding companies and some people in the industry kind of got threatened by you. Um, it's kind of what I, my perception of it was. And um, I think they thought that like, hey, you're going to take a huge chunk of the market away from them. So in return, they started bad mouthing and they started, you um, Causing like a lot of drama around your brand. And um, I didn't really like that because I thought there was a lot of money, like you said, to be made in every area. And I don't think you meant to step on toes. You know, you want to obviously get your brand out there, but I don't think like, I think it, I think they were wrong in going that way. So I kind of wanted to get your opinion on like, why do you think it was that they are coming at you and coming at your brand like they did?
0: You know, um, I think there's a few companies that, you know, like, you know, it's a tough question to answer, really, because a lot of these people I don't even really know. You know, like, there are some people that just are constant bashers that I've never even had a one-minute conversation with. So I have no idea what's in their minds, you know. And then there's other companies where, you know, in my past, like I've created, you know, Facebook groups for detailers and I've allowed those companies in those groups and to promote their products. And and I've even oftentimes sent them referrals, um, you know, and then as soon as I get out on my own feet, it's like all of a sudden, you know, turn on the hate and and screw me. And, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, and then there's some cases, too, where, you know, um you know, I just don't take shit from people. And, you know, and so I'm not afraid to voice what's on my mind and I'm not afraid to set a boundary and I'm not afraid to stand alone. And I know some people have been interested in what I'm doing for their own gain, which, you know, I'm not about, you know, I, I, there's there's a difference between working together and then somebody leeching and um, You know, and I think a lot of them have had the opportunity, you know, I worked with another coding company in the past, and we developed a lot of procedures and techniques and things like that. I think a lot of these companies have had the opportunity to really ride off that coattail. Um, And now that I'm on my own two feet, I think, you know, there might be a level of of fear attached to that, you know, knowing what's going to come next and and You know, I think there's something too that separates our company from a lot of the others is that we're an American company. You know, we're not an overseas company that are just older business guys interested in a new business opportunity. And then bringing on detailers and pimping them out to not only teach myself, but teach the community how to sell my products that I'm now carrying, you know, like I have field experience. I know the ins and outs of what every person that's picking up that bottle, what they're doing, what they're using, all that jazz you know, and, and I don't have to play that game with, with people like they do. And I think some, that's scary for some people. Um, but, you know, I also think some of it is too, is that I just don't agree with a, bit, a lot of the culture in the industry, you know, and, and a lot of that comes from business guys who don't really come from this industry, you know, and, and they utilize you know, they stand on the backs of guys who do do this for a living. And, and I just, you know, I voice my opinion strongly about that. Uh, I've been pimped out myself and, and have been in those shoes. And I watch these guys, they'll sw- swap company every year or two. They're at a, oh, now I'm flying this flag and now I'm flying that flag. And it's like, why are they, why are they bouncing around? Because the culture's unhealthy. You know, if the culture was healthy, they would stay there, they'd be loyal to it, and they would go long-term. And, you know, and we translate that to our customers, too. You know, it's like, I don't want to go tick for tap for you. I want you to be happy. So whatever it is, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And, And I also want to show, go above and beyond, show appreciation. And so, you know, it's just something that is in our culture here in our company, where we're just always trying to make sure that everything is fluid. We have good karma and we're doing everything well. And I don't really care if people hate us or they don't, you know, what I do care about is, you know, the incessant slandering, you know, like one or two comments is fine or, or here or there. I mean, we nobody, I'm not going to be liked by everybody and our company is not going to be for everybody and that's okay. But some of these guys really have spent months and months and months just going after it. And I don't understand it because I think to myself, at some point, you'd get bored, you know, or find something else to do, or I don't know, a girl in your life or something that brings you enjoyment beyond the internet, you know? So I don't know. I kind of rambled there, but
1: no, I like it. It's all in the
0: same bubble, you know?
1: No, I get it. What, like, I like your approach to it. Like, um, I think pretty much ever since you, you started underdog, I've kind of been following you, uh, throughout the groups, throughout your own community. And, um, I like your approach to it. It's ballsy. It's like, you know, it's, you're literally saying, Hey, I'm the owner. I'm the face of it. And you do put yourself in like the, like you show yourself um, for your company. Whereas a lot of coding companies, you, you won't ever see the owner because they're not in the industry. They're, they're kind of using this as like a, um, it's a money thing to them. And that's cool too. Like we're all in business to make money, but like you are the face and you're saying, Hey, you kind of have that, like your brand is growing massively, but you still hold those core values of like a mom and pop does. And I like that. I like that. Um, cause detailers are that as well. So you're relatable to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, look, like most detailers, this is a husband-wife company. I mean, we started it on our kitchen table. We have been there where we had to eat ramen, you know, figuring out how we're going to rub two nickels together to make a dime. You know, I mean, we're there and we're not standing on the backs of people to help us get there either, you know. Um, And, you know, like one of the controversies we had was with one guy and you know he, he he called us up. one you know i would love to exhibit your products on our youtube channel and this and that and the other and, and he literally wasted my time for an hour i sat there told him our culture our philosophy what we're all about and then he snakily snuck in you know well that's going to cost you sixteen thousand dollars sixteen thousand dollars are you out of your mind <laughs> who the fuck is going to pay you that you know number one like you're not knowing who he was until he told me who he was. And then I look at it and I'm like watching all these reviews. And I'm thinking, well, these are nowhere in here. Did it say that this was a paid advertisement, you know, or nowhere did it say that you received $16,000 to do that? No, kindly fuck off. You know, at first I thought, well, maybe, maybe we could do something like that. And then I slept on it and I woke up the next morning and I was like, now, That's against what we're for. That's not right. We want authenticity. I don't want to sell anybody on anything. You know, we want to do attraction rather than promotion, you know, and and grassroots this thing. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, that's fine. But yeah, that whole, and and, you know, and that blew up. And then it was like, all of a sudden, you know, everybody, and then it's half of them are like, you know, good for this dude for, you know, a lot of us were duped. We didn't know that. This was paid advertisement and then the other half is like, oh, well, fuck that guy, how rude he was to do that. And at the end of the day, I did what was right by me and and I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks about it. And, And, you know, I think most people are the same way because, again, being a mom and pop, just like detailers, we're all trying to do what we think is best to, you know, to move forward. And some of these guys watch stuff like that or they or they get the buzz and they, and they and then they invest in either products or processes or things like that that maybe aren't necessarily the best for them. It just feeds the person who's providing it, right? And and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there's a good place for providers, myself included. It just needs to be done in a healthy manner and in a transparent manner. And um yeah, and so I think there's been instances like that throughout our journey where I've just kind of like said, no, you know? I mean, last year we had a guy call and, and I would love you to, for you to be a part of this event. And I'm like, you know, you've known me for six years. You've never called me once. Now that we're getting shared all over the place, you're calling. I don't do business like that. You know, you're with me from the ground floor. You find out that I'm new, but you, you know, I'm not, I'm just, and I, you know, yeah, I'm just not with that game, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. And I think a, a lot of people don't, um, a lot of the people that are, are bashing you are, they're detailers. Like your, your company, like you said, you are a detailer, but like your primary focus is your coding company and your product company now. So like if the way I would compare it would be. Um, let's say you're a detailer in Texas and you've got a guy 10 miles down the street. That is your competition. But what if he started bad mouthing your detailing company? That would just be completely crossing the line. And no one really does that. I'm sure they do to some extent, but, um, they're literally ruining your reputation as a detailer, the way that you put your, put money on or put food on the table and, uh, provide for your family. But it's no different. Like this is your company them bashing this company is no different than them. Someone bashing your detailing company, you know, publicity is publicity. I, sometimes it's negative. Sometimes it's positive. But, and the cool thing about it is like, here's a, a good way to look at it. And I know like you hold this personal because like, this is your baby. Like you, you put blood, sweat, tears into this. And like, you know, you've had the vision and now you're starting to see it come together. So like, this is personal to you. And I could see that how it would get to you and get under your skin. But like the way I would look at it, man, is, two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now, all of this is going to be forgotten that video or whatever people start trying to bash you. Um, it's going to get flushed to the bottom and then there's going to be more positive because you have a lot of positive people behind you. So
0: it's so true. And you know what? I, I really don't, like I said, you know, the, the ones who are just kind of throw hate every now and again or whatever. I, I don't even bat an eye at that, you know, but some people like literally it's, it's a daily thing for them. And it's like, You know, so sometimes it's hard to really separate and and about 99% of the time I'm I'm pretty good at like just ignoring it and I really don't air a lot of stuff out online, but every now and again it's like, you know, I'm a human being too and and, you know, I don't always believe and turn the other cheek. So (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I, I like it, man. I like it. So um, when you first started underdog, because like when you're making a, a huge impact now, and honestly, made a pretty big impact even when you first came out. Um, so you've had a lot of traction coming up. Did um, when you first started, what gap did you see that you wanted to be filled? And then like, when you look at it now, has it kind of pivoted in a different way than what you initially uh, envisioned?
0: Well, we knew that we needed to have, you know, have a product that was a single layer, easy to put on and affordable. And I mean, that, that, that was like one of the largest things. And, you know, we wanted to get outside of just the detailer industry and get into manufacturing and things of that nature um, where it's, you know, it's important to meet time timelines and, you know, 15 layers of coding and eight hours of doing it isn't gonna fit. Um, and, you know, oftentimes those places have high turnover rates, you know, they have minimum wage employees or slightly above and, and, you know, it's just the nature of the business. And so we really needed something where we didn't have to, you know, run training classes and do all that kind of jazz. Our coding is great because if you can apply a wax, you can put this stuff on. And, you know, I think that a lot of people find the value in that. And also the, you know, in the easy to use part, it's like our flash times are, we recommend five to seven minutes as using it, or first getting familiar with it. But as you get experienced, I mean, you could push that 15, 20, even, some guys have even done 30 minutes. And really the concept behind the coding is, is the longer that it sets, instead of doing layers, you let it sit longer and it builds up thicker, you know? So, um, and then that's just helped truly with the amount of, you know, uh, customer support, We, you know, like no longer on the phone with, you know, hoops to jump through on how to get rid of a high spot or what to do on a hot day or, you know what I mean? It's really taken, because those are time wasters, you know, so if we can make an easy product to do all that stuff, we can spend more time thinking about, you know, strategies for running 699 deals are things that really generate our customer's business and help build the brand, uh, you know, so. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I like that a lot because I have have used a multi-layer coding and um, especially when I first started, first got my shop, I, you know, you think you need the backbone of a high, reputation company or a coding company that's been around for years, just because I think you jump on that train of like, well, everyone else has had success with it. I need their marketing. When in all reality, your customer trusts you, like they trust your business. So like when they're inquiring for a coding, I would say 95% of the time, they're going to trust whatever coding that you offer, you know, and your coding does work. So it's, it's not like they're getting snake oil. They're literally getting something that works that you trust, just apply that to the vehicle and you're, you don't have to take seven, eight hours. Like you said, to apply it, you know, you you've really apply that coding in 30 minutes to an hour
0: and, and be done with it. And, and the thing is, is that there's not a single company coding company on the market that doesn't have an, an issue with the coding at some point during its life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you know, as the detailer, you want to be able to make your customer happy. Just like, I want to be able to make you the detailer happy. So it's like, if everything is kind of dropped down a little bit easier, a little bit more affordable, all of a sudden it's not a hit to do the right thing, you know, and nobody has to pass the, the torch around and go, Oh, well, it's his fault and his fault and his fault and everybody, but my fault, you know, and we can all just kind of own it and go, Hey, the, your lower rocker is a little screwed up because of whatever, no problem. I'll take care of it. It'll take me 20, 30 minutes to fix it, send you on your way. And everybody's happy instead of this just in-depth regime. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so you know and and one of the other things to get back to the 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 gap is the one of the reasons why we wanted to do the 699 deal is because it's transparent you know we wanted to bring them in you know at a low point of entry and if it's something they want polishing great if they didn't great but the most important thing was is that they saw the price so they didn't get smoke and mirrored later down the line you know and and I would see that with all coding companies in the market, everybody advertises and this got this guy sees this ad of techno music and water beads and he's like cool and then he. You know he's done five steps to get up to you and now he's finally got to you after filling out the form and waiting and getting a reply back and blah 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 blah, blah. and then you call him and, and, and then he's like alright, so I want to get my whatever coded, and you're like, Oh, that'll be $1,800. And he's like, what $1,800, you know, like, uh, uh, no thanks. And then you hang up and then, and then the the way that it gets pitched to the, the, the detailers is like, well, you know, if you close this many out of this many, it's a success and blah, blah, blah. It it just kind of makes you wonder like, why don't we just do a better job at vetting the customers? Have them transparent. They see what it is. They see what it costs, and they're interested. And then they call. and And you, the, the idea is, is that you're going to have a le- a lower drop off rate. You know, because they already know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So we might not get five thousand leads, or fifty thousand, or five hundred thousand, but the ones we do get are going to be higher quality, and that's important. I mean, I, I don't want, you know just for you to have the ability to tell me oh well i brought you this many and then when it's like well all those were crap then all of a sudden it's oh well, your sales experience sucks you don't know how to sell and it's like okay do you recognize your customer i mean do you recognize you're dealing with a guy uh, most people most detailers who have to wear multiple hats i got to be the accountant the bookkeeper the sales guy the Polisher, the scheduler, the I got to do all these things at once. So why hasn't anybody ever thought like, how do we alleviate that? You know, oh, how do instead it. of making complication, let's simplify it? And that's what we're trying to do. And also, like you said, when we started off, we didn't have the glitz and glamour. You know, and we still kind of don't. But you know, we're growing into the things that matter the most. And I've been, we're all very thankful that people have kind of been willing and patient to grow with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've always said, you know, like, once we get a little money under our wings in this company, you know, our competitors better watch the fuck out, you know, because we'll, we'll do some fancy creative things, you know, but we just need money to get there. So anyway,
1: I like it. And also, like, Like business is business. And like, yeah, you, you have to do things that are different than what detailers may have to do some days, but like those core things that you have to do, they're all the same. And I think like what you're doing is you're building relationships, you're building so much trust, like the trust that you have within the people that have used underdog or that know you personally personally that they're going to use your coding and they're always going to use your coding. Like you said, there's a lot of coding installers that will use this one year and then go to the next with your coding. It seems that those people are true to it. Like, you know, so you may not have the biggest, baddest, most glamorous coding company right now, which you will one day. Um, But you worked on creating that trust more so. And I think that like that, those values go into every aspect of business. If you can, you know, you don't have to have the biggest, baddest shop, but if you have customers who trust you, you're going to be more busy than the guy who does have the biggest, baddest shop. So I like, I like what you did. And I like, I see it. Like you're, I, I've saw it since the beginning and I've saw how your, um, your installers look at you and look at your coding. And it's, it's truly special, man. Like it's, it's crazy how much you've grown from that.
0: Well, the gratitude goes goes both ways, you know. I mean, I like sometimes we get messages from our customers that break. Sometimes, I mean, we've had a few where, it's like, literally, have almost brought tears to our eyes, it's just like you know. And that, I mean, there is more to life than money, I think. And and you know, like, we try to do things like send out positive texts in the morning to people. Um, you know and some of the replies back we get are like man you know i don't have anybody in my life to to wish me a good day and i really appreciate that and you know it's like it's like dude i've been there myself or sometimes have felt that way you know or or whatever and if i can you know put good into any opportunity that i've ever felt bad in my life to somebody else even if it's insignificant or it's silly or whatever you know, I, I just go to sleep at night a little bit more sound and I, and I feel good doing something beyond just doing a transaction. And, you know, that's, it's important to me.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I saw it like you, um, you literally gave books. I think I ordered a batch of coatings and got a, um, uh, the, uh, start with why book, uh, oh, yeah. Find your uh yeah. with something Sinek. What's the, what's the author, um, Simon Sinek. I think i terrible with that. With yeah, it. me too. And I, I mainly listen to audiobooks anyway. So yeah. um, I need to I need to pass that book forward because I'm probably going to listen to it versus read it. But just stuff like that, man, like the books, you're literally saying, hey, this was a good read. I know it can help this industry. I know it can help you as a detailer. I'm going to send this out with your, with your coding, you know, and um, the advice that you give, it's just like always something that you're, you're giving. And I know like business is that way it's, it has these ulterior motives, but they can be positive and you're, you're, you're doing it in a positive way. You're growing your business, you're growing your coding company while still helping people. And I, I just like that. I like to, um, I think a lot of people should, should use those values as they grow their business. So, um, I I truly like idolize the way that you, you run underdog and, um, I want to take a moment from the episode and tell you about the detail community and some of the things that have been happening inside of the community, what some of the members are saying, some of their wins that they've shared within the community forums. So the detail community is a place for detailers to come learn, connect, and grow. It's a place for them to communicate with other like-minded, ambitious detailers. It has a library of resources from how to price your packages, how to rank online, how to dominate your area by taking over that Google spot. It shows you click-by-click, shows you proven sell strategies so that you can instantly make more money. You can implement these strategies and instantly see and improvement within your business profits. It shows you how to be successful at owning a detailing business so that you can make more money and work less. So some of the members, a part of the community have been saying, here's what Evan said inside the community, he said, trying to get through the content but there's so many golden nuggets, dude, I'm taking some notes. He also said, dude, that direct mail training is super clutch, didn't even think about that idea pure gold man and then ryan is a member of the detail community and he said he just quit his job to pursue detailing full-time now he's got a shop and he's on his way to six figures detailing so all of these members have been crushing it um, they they have these resources to help guide them and help show them what to do and what not to do and you can become a member today join risk-free for 30 days for only a dollar. So you can join risk-free, get your first 30 days, only $1 to join. After that, it's only $27 a month for being a founding member. You can become a founding member today. You get access to everything that is there now and everything that is added in the future so that you can transform your business and start being a successful detailing business owner. Or maybe it's just you want to come connect with other detailers. You have that ability to do that as well. So join today day risk-free for only one dollar. If you are watching on YouTube, the link will be in the description. And if you're listening on Apple podcast or Spotify, the link will be in the show notes, or you can go to the detail forward slash join. Again, it's the detail forward slash join. I cannot wait to see you inside. But um, yeah, man. So like, you know, whenever you first started, was that like your, your sole intention? Like, you know, you gave these, you're given this advice, you're given these books, like I, I, that costs you money, you know? Um, was that your intention? Like, from the beginning was to to also kind of grow your business along with growing the people that are with you?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's a a, a principle that I do my best to try to live by, which is you know, you can only keep what you have by giving it away. So, you know, and and uh, you put it in, in you know, related to a lake and a river, right? Like a lake is kind of stagnant and the river is constantly flowing. So if it's coming into me, it should go out to you. And, and, you know, I found that to be a concept. One time I, I mean, I, that principle has been reiterated to me ever since I was a young teenager. Um, you know, and then I see it in my adult life with, with, people with wealth, you know, they see it to be their obligation, you know, the community is given to them, and it's their obligation to give it back. And, and, and so I've always wanted to, you know, follow those footsteps. And, and in many ways, it's, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a human being, I'm not perfect, you know, so, and, and I, I, in my younger years, I, I was a knucklehead, you know, and in some ways, it's, it's a good way to make amends you know, cause sometimes in, in life you can't make amends, you know, for things. And so it's a good way to make amends and, and, and just pay it forward. And, and so, yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, definitely something, you know, that was conceptualized at, at the beginning.
1: That's awesome. Um, and uh, like about your growth, I just saw where you are releasing, um, a product called the perps, the, um, the fallout removal, um, and are you guys going to be coming out with a bunch more products as time goes by as well?
0: Yeah, um, well, you know, yes, we want to do waterless washes, um, rinseless washes. Uh, you know, do some scents and things along those lines. We've thrown the idea around of maybe doing polishes, but I don't. I'm not super jazzed about that. So I think, I think we're just going to stick to liquids. Um, And then, you know, and then business development strategies for our, our B2B clients, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Cool stuff, dude. Yeah. I like that. I like that you are, um, you're going to have multiple products. Like that's, that's huge.
0: Um, and we're going to diversify the brand. I mean, things also that we've talked about is, you know, underdog is a great name, you know, for apparel, for, you know. Uh, action sports and things of that nature and we don't we don't you know necessarily have to keep it just for um you know detailing products and you know i mean we own the name and and we have trademark filings you know for multiple categories and we do you know plan on expanding that out so
1: that's always something that was cool to me. And I think a lot of people get tunnel vision on like um, just detailing as a whole, but we forget that there's other industries, house cleaning, um, you know, uh, boats, you know, um, there's just, it's endless pretty much. And I, you could go on and on, but we get so tunnel vision on just detailing when a lot of those products can really actually be diversified and, you know, used in those other niches.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if we want to offer skateboards or surfboards one day, we might do that. You know, I mean, there's, there's True. no rules. We write the rules. So. True. Yeah. Look yeah. at,
1: um, what's, what's a company like, um, um, like so or Yamaha, you know, like Yamaha has TVs and then you you look at them they have dirt bikes, you know, it's like, yeah. just so. Which is yeah. kind of like what you're talking about. It's like, Hey, there's no cap to this
0: no there is not and we can diversify in any which way i mean a good friend of mine you know when before we started underdog i had come up with some you know some names uh and i had asked for advice from friends and and uh you know a lot nine out of ten people will tell you what they think you want to hear you know and then you got that one good friend tells you what you need to hear and what you should hear and I gravitate towards those people which also is probably why I get some hate in the industry because I just I love raw you know like give it to me raw and my buddy called me up what you know and he was like that is the most fucking boring name I've ever heard in my life like and, and and he was like, "Do you really want to do that?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" I was just, you know, and he was like, "Life is short. Have some fun." You know, like, "Do you want to do this? Are you corporate or do you want to have fun?" And I'm like, "You're absolutely right." You know, like, "What am I thinking here?" You know, and 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 so we 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 came up with Underdog and and Yeah, and so I, it's it's kind of been releasing, you know, cuz as the creative as we get creative it's like yeah you know what there are no rules we make the rules we live in a wonderful country where you're allowed to make your own rules like that and 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 we can we can pave our own path and, and that to me is exciting you know
1: true yeah you you definitely go about it like an unorthodox you have like an unorthodox approach to it which which like I was saying like you know you have 20 other companies out there so like how are you going to make yourself different and i kind of like what you're doing because like you you have you have people who support companies and then you got people who support them like they support underdog and, and i think it's because you go about it just being yourself and you know being bold and like you know the sign behind you literally says remember why you fucking started like you know <laughs> just something like that it's you know it's you expect it now from your brand and i kind of like it it's, it's cool it's bold like you said
0: You know, I come from a time. I mean, I'm 34 years old. I'm not really that old, but I'm still on the cusp of like when Oh, if you get tattoos on your arms or if you do these things, you know, you'll be a nobody. And, you know, I have an eighth grade education, you know, I never graduated from high school. I don't have anything on paper that makes me look amazing, you know, but again, who makes those rules? Nobody. You're going to let society dictate on what it is that you're going to be or what you're going to do? Absolutely not. And the truth of the matter is, is if you have something somebody wants, they're not going to care, you know, mm-hmm. and the people that do care are probably the ones that you don't really want around anyway. So see you later, you know. True. So yeah, well, I mean, in a ways we're abrasive, in ways we're not, you know, and, and, um, as I think we mature as a company you know so will kind of our image a little bit in a way but you know because we're get, you know we'll grow and become more corporatized and it's just the way that things go but um, you know we'll always retain that culture that you know we're here to have fun and and we're here to enrich the lives of others and as long as that's happening uh, screw the rest you know
1: yeah please keep some of the um please keep some of it as you as you do oh, the that, corporate
0: that'll never go away okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. like I'm a huge um like you know how nostalgia kind of gives you True. like a like a high like it kind of sells on its own like nostalgia does and like 90s is kind of coming back and like being trendy again and I kind of like I personally like to brand my stuff that way as well. And I kind of like, I see like the color schemes like that. uh, It's, it kind of goes that nineties route. And I I love like that nostalgia feel to it.
0: Yeah. I actually, uh, uh, I picked our colors from uh, this. Homer Simpson always eats those donuts that are pink and whatever. And so I picked our colors off of the sprinkles and the ice. (laughs)
1: from his donut <laughs> dude that's sick though man and it goes it's though like nineties,
0: you know
1: yes i like it man and nostalgia is like the one thing that like like you know when you smell something or you see something or something that like you remember vaguely from whenever you were either a kid or 20 years ago and right. uh you're like oh dude what i would what i would do to be back in that time or to to see that again you know just sells on its own, but I like yeah. it. it. It flows really well. Like the green, the the like pinkish color.
0: You um, know, we wanted we wanted to be the automotive industry is dominated by black and red, dude, and blue yes and yellow, and it's like holy shit, you guys have been doing the same thing for decades and decades and decades, and like for what you know like you go to the the store at autozone or something and you just kind of like start to glaze over everything you know looks the same and and you know so we wanted to be a little loud in that and you know i I personally myself feel like a a, a person who is an underdog i also you know a lot of that had to do with you know i mean there's so many reasons behind why that name just fits us well and i think it resonates with most of the working class america I think it resonates with um, Americans, period. And I think it resonates with, uh, you know, overseas. People are, you know, different nationalities. I mean, you know, we're, we're just in a time of oddness, you know, and I, you know, and there's so much narrative going out towards people that says you can't do this or you're predisposed to this or the world is holding you down and it's like, no, it's not. You know, no, it's not. Don't you tell me that bullshit. And, and, you know, and, and again, it's like, it's silly, right? Because you're like, oh, well, you just sell car soap or whatever, but you know, whatever, it's my path. And, and, and if we can do that through this kinds of stuff, hey, we get your attention with the bright colors and that, and then we can share the message. We have the opportunity to share the message with you after that. Great. You know,
1: Yeah. You're, you're being a rock star within your niche. Like, you know, like you have celebrities that are celebrities for acting, you know, but like, I would consider you like a rock star in the detailing industry. You like a celebrity, um, in this industry. Uh,
0: I don't know about that. I would say
1: so, man, you're making a big splash and like, and you're only going to go up from here. You know what I'm saying? And like all of your values push towards, I don't see it failing, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think it's going to succeed and I think it's going to succeed big. It's, I mean, it's already succeeding, but um, no, I think everything you're doing is, is right. And like you were saying, like all these, these companies and detailers as well, like this mainly speaks to products and detailers, but like they go with what has worked just like that same, those same color schemes, those same logos they went with what has worked for the past 20 years. But like, what if you did something that wasn't normal? You know, like, like, I don't think the odd or the unorthodox approach gets normalized like it should. Like you went, like you were talking about, like going those crazy colors, like send it, risk it. You know what I'm saying? Like someone has already done what you're trying to do for the past 20 years. Let's do something different. Let's change it up a little bit. I like that.
0: Yeah. You know, and I mean, like, we're part of the beauty too of being an American company is we you know in our own we're not like I'm can't think of many out there that are home based here so they're dictated by whatever the boss man says across the way and if they they can't create their own shirts they can't create their own stuff they can't do things like last week or a week or two ago you know like all right well let's let the let's let our customer base name the next product you know what do they want you know, like we have that flexibility. I want people to feel involved in the decision-making process or, or at least have some input. And, and I don't know, it's just, it's, it's more fun that way, you know?
1: And, And by doing that, you like, like, again, you, you get your, your people, like they're now, they're a part of underdog, you know what I'm saying? So like, whenever you ask them, Hey, what, what out of these names, what do you think? And you, they get to put their name in as well. Like they're now saying hey you're you're a part of this company like you know and, and somewhat they are you know and um with all these other companies like they're not they have no say it's literally hey do this and at some point really they almost tell you what price point to charge as well um and it's just kind of it's it's old and i like i like the way you're going with it
0: yeah, they want to dictate your business for you, or they want to tell you how it's going to be. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm doing business with other businesses here. And and I can appreciate to some extent, right? Like you want to have boundaries and things of that nature, but I I don't know your demographic. I don't know your, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. You know, I have a guest and I can give you my educated experience and all that jazz, but at the end of the day, you know it best. So why should I put you in a box? And there's, there's a guy that, um, I look up to and, and um, I, I try my best not to name names because I don't like to, you know, whatever, but um, <laughs> you know, he has a, not in the detailing industry, but he has a you know, he is the leader in his industry and he is very, he's like, I, I, I feel like in ways him and I are a lot alike in the sense that um, just very strong natured and opinionated, it doesn't really give a shit. You know what anybody thinks of them you know and if it were up to him everything would be his way but you know in an interview i was listening to him and they said you know how did you get to be number one or how did you this and and he was like i listen to what my customers want you know and that's the most important thing like always be asking what do you want what can i do for you how can i help you know how would you like this tailored if this isn't working let's be flexible let's change it you know let, let's make sure you're happy And when you're in this corporate box and you've gotten the rights to a territory from somewhere else, you don't really get to have that flexibility and and you have a here's your TV dinner and if you don't like it, eh, you know, sorry, next or whatever. And yeah, I mean, it's just, so I've taken that little piece of information and it's like, all right, you know, let's take a read on what our customers really like or how can we make changes that tailor fit to them and you know, in some places we can be flexible with it and some we can't, but you know, the point is, is that that's where our, our, all of our minds are. I mean, we have a a, a good team here. That's just all thinking that way. So,
1: but yeah, dude, like you were saying was, you know, you don't have a lot of like rain over your business and, and you may like that company, some of those coding companies, they, they're huge and you can get rich off of them. Like they're, they've been around for years and they've, They have their marketing intact and like, they've got it honed down. But like you were saying, like this sometimes has got to be more than money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how, how good does it feel when you create something like your brand or create your own, um, your own authentic brand. And like, when, when you get to display that to your customers, like there's no other better feeling, but when you have to take, you know, their color scheme and their brand, like you know it may make you money just because like the almost everybody may know of it but it's it's not fun it's not unique anymore it's like you know no
0: No, it's not and you know one of the more i mean making our own stuff is great but the i guess what feels like the big like a giant honor to me or what's just really exciting is, is is you know when people post up if, I just got this car done and I see this little underdog poster way <laughs> right in the back and I go dude you, you gave us a little space in your wall like I just like you know like like a knucklehead like you know what I mean like I just I, I, I feel grateful like oh man you know like thank you that means a lot to me you know that means more to me than you know like it, it just it's little things like that that really bring me a little bit of joy or peace and
1: you know anyway dude that's awesome that's how you can tell like you created this and like when someone bashes like um you or bashes your company it's like you're literally stepping on something that you you built with your own hands you know what i'm saying it's kind of i don't know i feel like it's don't know
0: me like i said exactly you know it's like uh you know, and then too, you know, some of these guys are employed by other companies and, you know, they're just there. And, you know, the detailing industry is, is there's like two halves, you know. One half's like the Magic the Gathering kind of thing, you know, or a bunch of dudes and Pokemon cards and everyone's <laughs> playing like whatever those shooter games at in these computer rooms and you know one nerd gets up and flips the thing you know ah, I can't believe you just shot me you know and, and it's like really you know what I mean like so, I don't know that's not my crowd you know like I'm just you know and those are the kind of guys that really get enthralled with with whatever shit's going on you know and, and I'm not in any of those groups anymore I have my own group and and don't i talk to my customers if they message me or whatnot but i have a rule now that i've started and and i've been doing this for a few months you know i don't engage really in weekends anymore and when it comes to be five o'clock i'm done you know like i'll engage with a client that i you know has a specific question or i'm in a pinch or whatnot but i'm not trying to actually work all day long and be just invested in the internet because it's a toxic place and it feeds shit like that. And, and, you know, I'd rather hang with men than boys, you know, and it's just that, it's just that simple. And, you know, I think a lot of these boys, they get in there and they, you know, get enthralled with that kind of mentality or that kind of culture. And it's exciting because some of them are, are lonely and they need some friends or whatever. And, and, you know, fine, so be it. But, you know, I think the, uh, you know, blood is thicker than water in many ways, you know, and and if you can bring a little bit of happiness to humanity, it's, it's gonna, you know, wash out that that shit, you know,
1: Yeah. Like, I think one of my recent episodes was talking about like personal goals and like the reason you start your business at the beginning is for a vision in mind. And it's generally happiness. Like, hey, I'm going to create this so I can create financial freedom for myself so that I can be happy doing this. And a lot of times that gets lost in that journey because you have things like social media and like you didn't bank on someone talking smack about your. Company or um someone bashing you. It's like
0: from 15 states over. It's like, why do you people even care? You know what I mean? Like, why do you even care about me? I don't, you know, yeah. Unless we're gonna date or go out on dinner or something like that. I I do not understand, you know, being immersed in this, just you know, if it's not positive, why are you doing it? You know, it's not your life. You have the opportunity to cut it out, you know. I mean positive we just keep it positive you know that's that's what we try to do over it's here
1: like like if you hate my face just block me and move on you know <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, <it's, laughs> you don't have to wake up on a sunday morning sending me an email perpetually all over and over, <laughs> and over and over again it's like dude come on you know like the other day i i had a person email me it, they were so upset over you know i i posted a let's go brandon thing for President's Day. I'm wearing my Let's Go Brandon shirt, as a matter of fact. And I got this log oh, of how I'm, you know, so retarded this and that and the other. And I just was like, like, you woke up and it, it, it was, came into my email, I think at like six o'clock in the morning or something. And I just thought like, man, that bothered you so much that you had to wake up at that time and, and send a stranger some hate mail. You know, it's just bizarre.
1: Dude. I mean, at some level, something always gets to us, but like when it comes to social media, like you said, if it bugged you just like block that dude and move on. Like if, if that's something that small, I'd hate to see what like a major conflict in your life looks like and how it affects you. You know, if, if something in the industry that you do, like, that's the crazy part about it is they do this eight hours and then they go home and then stress about it even more until midnight. You know, it's like, God, what, what fun do you have in your life? It's like, you know, it's crazy, man. It's, it is really a toxic industry at sometimes, times. Like it, it, if you let it.
0: Yeah, well, and you know what? And that's what, you know, I mean, we try to just the more positive, you know, I mean, the best way to combat information you don't like is to put out, you know, information that combats it. And so that's, you know, another reason why we send books, we send texts, we send all these things. If we can get a segment of the industry to get more community base away from this take take what can i get and in more of like what can i give or how can i be of service that will grow and and even if i'm not the one that sees it through all the way to the end you know even if it's just being responsible for starting that great you know i don't want to do a click thing you know it's not we're not the that's not us against you or it's not our clan and our club it's it's, hey the doors open both ways you know come in or leave you know we're not going to jump in it's not blood in blood out type thing you know it's 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 just it's not that serious you know like if you want to come here and have fun have a good time make some money work hard share good ideas with people great let's keep pushing that forward and 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 that'll multiply and uh you know it's like well everybody talks about the news too like oh why why does the news blow up a a topic about you know it's really it's because they own the narrative that's Mm -hmm. why you know it's not that people are more you know infatuated with you know a bombing than they are of of you you know starting a new you know know, saving the whales it's like that we can make our own narrative and that's what should be you know and and again like like our facebook posts you know like a lot of the other companies, they create their own content. They do all that kind of stuff. We create our own too, but we really like to showcase the retailers. Like, hey, you know, this is, you know, and put them out there and let them know. Like, hey, man, like, uh, whatever, dude. It's little things like that. As a whole, all add up. You know,
1: I get what you're saying. Like, you you're saying, hey, this this industry, it's it's normal now is toxic. Like, it's it's coastline normal is negative it's um you know what you're saying is hey if i give more positive than the negative the people that i'm sharing this positivity that trying to um cultivate this audience of positive people now they're going to go into these other groups and they're going to go out there and say hey nah we're 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 positive like you know like that that's kind of what you're saying is like hey
0: if i can it, yes and no. I mean, even if they don't go into those groups, eventually what happens is is, is the neg- it starts losing its weight mm-hmm. and then it starts, you know, it starts attaching like little molecules, you know, they start attaching to the positive where all the energy is. And mm-hmm. you're never going to take somebody who is just incessantly and, and habitually negative and turn them into a positive person. That's a choice that they're going to have to make on their own. That'll never happen. What you can do is redirect that for people who are willing to get off that bus and go, yeah, you know, and a lot of guys have left these groups or done and done their own things. They just realize, you know, hey, the value for that just isn't there. And eventually that audience goes away. And those people who have thrived on that or made businesses, because I didn't realize that the YouTube industry was the way that it is until I had this experience with that person. And then all of a sudden I realized that like, these dudes thrive off of drama because it drives them views, but it only drives them short-term views, it's not for the long haul, right? So mm-hmm. it's again, it's like having a salesman, you know. I call you, I make the sale, but then what? You know, unless I attract you, and then you keep coming back and you keep coming back and you keep coming back. And that's a concept that I think that those people are fools, they don't understand it. And I've literally had mods of these groups reach out and go you know it's like a rap game or something you know like hey we need to have this drama you know and i'm like you need that drama
1: Mm -hmm. if that's what you're if that's all you have going is and like you were talking groups in facebook or groups in youtube like Groups don't need that. That's just one way to grow them. Like you're literally using the most negative way to grow it. If that if you truly need that, you're doing it wrong because you can build it positive as well. Like you can you can take it and say, Hey, I'm gonna grow it with a with only positive people. But if you only if you need that drama, not doing it right, but I do see the YouTube thing going that way, and like it's trend surfing, that's all YouTube is. When you have views, that's what you're like going for. And a lot of these major um major players in the YouTube industry and in the detailing industry that are going for those views. And, um, there's a few big ones, but what they do is they literally play on what's trending and they'll either bash it or support it. a lot of times they're getting, they're supporting it if they're getting paid for it. Um, turtle wax, when turtle wax was really trendy, you know, look on YouTube. It was all that the YouTubers were doing was turtle wax, this turtle wax, that, you know, And, um, a lot of times they were supporting that product because they could pull an affiliate link. So can't even trust if it was great or not, because they're, if they have an affiliate link to Amazon for that turtle wax, who knows, you know, could be great. Who could be terrible, but, um, they're just going to keep playing on what's trendy. And if the trendy thing is what the drama is around, they're going to be making a video on it. And then two weeks from now, they're going to have to try to find something new. It's a really shitty world that we live in and, you know. (laughs)
0: I know, I had one, like there was one instance a while back where uh, they had asked, you know, who do you want us to exhibit? You know, and, and we had out, we had blown everyone else out of the water like five to one or something, and it didn't happen. And and it didn't happen because that-
1: Wasn't, uh, that, I remember that that. that.
0: that channel is a habitual user or a habitual reviewer or benefactor whatever the fuck you want to call them of a specific brand and it's like they present themselves as "Ah, i'm this neutral guy and i'm not really pulling any financial gain and blah 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 and and it's like it's like yeah no you know yeah you shut me up because you get paid by those guys and i'm not willing to pay you you know and that's fine like I get that's how the world turns around, but at least don't present that you are this whatever with your audience, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or do the, the um, political thing. Oh, well, you know, we'll cover that later. Okay. Well, it's been nine months. Where have you been?
1: Yeah. They're, just later? Pl- they're playing on the clout of it. Like they're, they're saying, Hey, we're going to review this to pull in pretty much your audience. And then at the very end, not do it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just playing on um, th- trying to tap into everybody and then not even do it. It's kind of like a false advertisement.
0: I just don't think my brain doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, I'm not I, I just my brain doesn't work that way. So um, and and maybe their way works better than mine. I really don't know. I really don't <laughs> care. I just my my brain doesn't work that way. And I I'm, I'm looking at things not that in depth or i'm not scheming against anybody you know like there's a lot of this it feels like like it feels like there's a a battlefield out there and i'm on the sidelines sometimes and this may sound weird but you know you just see these guys are strategizing against each other and all this crap and i'm thinking to myself like you guys are so distracted i mean it's your you, you spend this much time focusing on your customers you know like instead of how do we scam joel out of getting his clients why not what could, what kind of books can i send my guys or what if we send them cookies or i wonder what would make somebody smile today you know what like, i mean like what I yeah, don't know. true
1: well i'll ask you one last question joel um before we cut it to an end um if you say you were a if if Say you didn't own a coding company and you just were a detailer. You just started today. Um, What advice would you give? Say there's someone new starting out today. What would you do in your business that they can do in theirs?
0: Hmm. Um, hire. You know, hire. Like, don't wear all the hats. Be a business owner you know like be a business owner it's okay to do the ground you know the ground level work to get started but you know immediately put goals and processes in play to pass the baton off and let people who are you know equivalent less than or better than you take over and don't be so concerned with failing and take failures as learning experiences and and you know i mean i've failed more times and i've won you know but i you, you just keep going and you just don't stop and don't be afraid um you know i i oftentimes see that with a lot of people fear overpowers a lot of you know people's decision making processes i don't have enough money i don't know how to do it i could never hire somebody to do as good a job as i would do i mean it you got to figure how businesses scale. The quality does go down a little bit. And that's just natural. And as a community, we deal with it. You know, it's like a tomato. You go to the grocery store, the tomatoes, it's a, you know, whatever. But you go Farmer Direct and you get an heirloom tomato and you're like, holy shit, this thing had so much more flavor than I had any idea a tomato could have. Right. And and But when you're dealing with masses and scaling, you know, and so you can't have fears associated with skill set or any of those just just be prepared to deal with the failure and move forward you know and 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 get out of doing the footwork of your business as quick as possible and you know and and i think oftentimes what i've been adopting is like grow your customer base and then think about profits you know like that comes first, you know, you need to have customers before you can have profit. So and some guys are so concerned with, you know, the wrong start. So I don't know, but I try not to give advice to new guys just get out there and go do it, you know, True. make mistakes, you know, when you're when you're learning from somebody else too, you're absorbing their mistakes, you know, or you're absorbing their habits, which are great and it may work for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So Build a community, a support network of people who are gonna, you know, give you a whole bunch of information. Take what you want, leave the rest, follow your heart, follow your gut, do what is right to you. Don't let yourself be influenced by what other people said. I mean, and and I'll say this one last thing and, and quit, but if I other than my buddy who said go have fun with it, if I had listened to what anybody else had said, you know, underdog was a lame name, what does that have to do with detailing? My colors are gay you know, like, and, and, and nobody's ever going to want to buy that. It's silly, you know? And, and I just was like, I don't hear you and went with it anyways. And, and it works out. So just, just follow your heart, follow your gut and take what you want and leave the rest.
1: I like that, dude. That's some good advice. There was like 15 good gold nuggets in that entire paragraph that you said. It touched on a bunch of points actually, but, um, Dude, that, it was a solid episode, man. We'll go ahead and wrap it up to an end. But, um, dude, I think there was a lot of valuable information there.